This is Working the Beat. Thursday, October 10th, 2019. I'm Kevin Cooney along with Mike Kern. Glad you could join us here on a weekend preview. Always our favorite show. We give our football picks a little later on. We have a special guest, Big Daddy Graham, who, along with Glenn McNeil, we will have a book of Philadelphia, the big book of Philadelphia list coming out. We'll talk to him. We'll obviously get the update it's an updated on. one, right? They did a big. It's book an updated list, one. Like, it's a second edition, yeah. updated with everything that's going on with the Super Bowl and all that. So, we'll talk to him about how things are going with him. Obviously, if you know what the story, Big Daddy has been in the hospital pretty much since the end of July uh, after having some medical time. issues. Jeez. Uh, he's at a rehab center now, so uh, we'll get an update on that. But I want to talk to Big Daddy about other stuff. We don't want it to be, you know, we want it to be, we want. We, because anything he wants to talk about. Exactly. We'll talk about. And to be honest, Big Daddy makes you laugh. I mean, every time you see him, Big Daddy makes you laugh. And uh, he's been getting a, quite a list of visitors, by the way. And that's sure one thing. Uh, Frank Dunphy has been going a couple times a week to see him. Frank Dunphy, I'm going to tell you right now. All the people I've ever dealt with, and I've mm-hmm. dealt with a really some really good people. Mm-hmm. Chaney, Jay, I can name a hundred. You could too. Yeah. Fran Dunphy might have more integrity. Me and Fran have had our few battles now and again or things I've written. Yeah, Fran, Fran has strong opinions. But- and, and Fran's called me at nine in the morning. Hey, Kern, give me a call. And sometimes he's been right. I will give him that. Sometimes I don't think he was right. Sometimes he had a very good point to make that I screwed up. Mm-hmm. Fran has more integrity than anybody, I think, walking the face of the earth. He is that kind of guy. I went to this Hall of Fame thing on Saturday night. Andy Towie and Fran were among, and Lionel Simmons were among like the 10 people, 12 people that got put in the Philadelphia Sports Hall of Fame. Ricky Waters right. was also on the dais. Stepanowski, the guy that used to the, the Mark all, the yeah. center of the 90s, I think, in the NFL or the yep. second center. And anyway, the two best speakers, without a doubt, were Fran and Andy. Because they didn't talk about, Fran talked about everything but him coaching basketball. Mm-hmm. And that's Fran. Fran is, he's a, and I think he's an underrated coach. It's just me. I know it didn't end well at Temple. I get it. Trust me. You replace John Chaney and, and won three straight A-10 titles. It's good. And you go to the tournament on a fairly regular what basis. What did depend, well, not lately. That's that no, the problem. But- he's a better person. I know we say that about so many people. It's like the old cliche. Oh, he's a great kid. But he's, in Fran's case, that's true. Him and Phil were basically the face of coaches versus cancer. I know all the coaches mm-hmm. contribute. I, but they're the ones that are really – and when you hear him talk about that, I've been to a number of those Monday morning uh, after the uh, Selection Sunday things. He, he's, he's – you want Fran Dunphy in your foxhole. Let me put it that way. Losing Fran Dunphy in – Phil Martelli on the same oh, day change, man. is a big blow for the Philadelphia basketball well, Phil was there for a quarter of a century. I yeah. mean, actually 35, but he was there for a quarter of a century. Fran's been there for, if you count Penn, third, three decades. Yeah. That's a lot of change, man. It is. So we'll talk to Big Daddy about that. Then our football picks will be the final segment, as it normally is on a Thursday slash Friday whenever we get around to it. All right, we got to address the elephant in the room because it happened this morning after... Data will live in infamy. Yeah, after days and days and days of wondering, actually 12 days, of wondering what was going to happen. The Phillies fired Gabe Kapler. Well, we really weren't. Well, I, I think we were curious what was taking so long. I just... I think him bringing him back would have just been hard to do. Whether he should have come back or not. 
I'm not saying Gabe deserved to get what he got. Right. But I just think when you look at the entire situation, and we've been over the entire situation many times, it, I think it would have been hard to bring him back. But you bring Klintak back and you bring McPhail back, which I didn't think they were going anywhere. It'll be really interesting to see. It doesn't matter now. Gabe's gone. Right. Forget. You, 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 and last year's almost like a free year. You won the offseason, but it's the first year of 10, let's say, of, of Bryce Harper. I'm not going to give him 13, but whatever. Right. Um, and okay, so that didn't go well. But so it's like a wasted year now. But you look at the guys that they could bring in, and I think the name that will, I think the one, so you take Girardi, you take Madden, Showwater. Showwater. Showwater's one. I don't think Madden's realistic. But okay, that's well, me. throw him out. I don't mm-hmm. care, but even if you throw him in. He's won, one, you may t- have, you he's may won have, one title. You may have Dave Roberts, by the way, in that Dave, mix. Dave's going to get fired? I think Dave's going to get fired. Wow. That, that's a tough crowd. Okay. Whatever. See, see, that's what I'm just saying. You went to the World Series twice, 106 games, and you're going to get fired because they didn't like your pitching selection. In, in Okay, fine. That, that, if you want to do that, that's fine. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I think, yeah, there was talk that if they didn't get to the World Series and win it this year, Dave would probably because okay, that's the, Andrew Friedman, who's the GM, is also in the final or the president of baseball operations, is also in the final year of his contract. It's a long story short. That's fine. Um, but I think if that happens, I think I think right now I would focus on. I personally would focus on Showalter. I think okay. Showalter is and he and the connection. There's a connection, obviously, with Clintac and uh, right. and, he, and Well, I've I've heard Dusty's name too. Um, but he's seventy. Well, Showalter is pretty old too. Sixty four. Okay, that's a, that's young. But here's my thing. So Philly fans, if you get a big name, if you get Girardi, if you, they're gonna. How many titles have these guys won? It doesn't guarantee you squat Tola. Girardi won one title, and I'm not knocking him. I think Girardi can is a good manager, very good manager. He won one title, coaching the managing the team that probably is one of the favorites most years. They weren't always good in his his. But run. in 09, not his fault. No, but in 09, they did load yes, they up. Did. But because they had missed the playoffs in 08 for the first time in forever. That's right. They, and it was the final year at Yankee Stadium. They were moving into the new Yankee Stadium, and they loaded up. It got CeCe and A.J. Burnett it, and Tishera. But Philly fans will sit there and say, okay, we got Buck. Okay. Buck has never won a World Series. He's only been to a car. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying, Kevin. When I No, I know what you're saying. These guys, he hasn't. Mike, it doesn't I know, guarantee you Mike, I know anything. what you're saying. Yeah, but I'm not saying I'm it to you. I'm saying for I'm, this organization. No, I'm not saying it to you, though. I know. I'm saying to the Philly fans. But I'm saying for this organization, what both of them represent is a chance to be a playoff contender Absolutely. on a regular basis. I agree. And get into the tournament. I agree with when you. When you haven't been in the tournament for eight years, you need to get I agree back to into it. the tournament. And I will tell you this. if Let's say Showwater is the guy. Or Girardi. Or I don't think it's going to be Girardi. Let's say it's Showwater. I don't think that means Clintac's going anywhere at the end of the next season. Because if you bring Showwater in, you're going to be better. I mean, I don't know if that's 93 wins better, if that's 87 wins better. You're going to probably take a step forward, I would guess. And you're not going to get rid of Clintech. I mean, I'm just saying, for all the, the, the what you were telling me well, before, like, well, if it doesn't go well next year, yeah, yeah, if Showwater comes in and wins 80 games, but then you can blame Show. Like, so what's going to be the blame then? The blame now is Gabe and Clintech. It's like, Clint, you didn't give him enough. Okay, but what I'm saying is... Well, 
If you bring in a big name, I don't think you're getting rid of the general manager after next year unless something goes horribly wrong that could. I, I don't. Well, I'll be honest. I, I see it a little differently. One, this is why you should have a press conference on the day that you announce that you're changing managers. You don't let it wait for 24 hours, and now people are going to wonder. But that goes without saying. Yeah. And, and so apparently they flew. Jim Salisbury reported that they flew to California to tell Gabe last night. Uh, okay. in person that he was not That's coming fine. back. And and they, so, sure. but it could there could have been a late day press conference today. I mean, you're not flying commercial, so, you know, you, you assume they flew on. The Phillies like people speculating for 24 hours. Yeah, and it's also Friday news dump, and we all know. Well, it won't be Friday news dump now. Well, this is not like a, no, 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 no. This isn't like you call somebody at 5 o'clock and say, we're doing this. That's a Friday news dump. Yeah, but it will, the answers will not be as, loud because people on Fridays tend to tune out. You know this. I mean not yeah. on this they won't. This is different. You think oh. so? It's the Phillies manager getting fired. Yes. Yes. But, on a but, team you've, that was but you've already the, you've already dropped the bomb and now it's the day after yeah, so but John it's Middleton's little, going to talk in person. Yeah. Yes. No. That, I, that's getting on page so that's going to be in the six pages in on the daily I, news. I will be I will be there tomorrow and I'm yeah. fascinated to see what's going to happen. Uh, the one thing He's going to tell you he thought... But where I disagree with you on the Klintak thing is, I think, you know, I brought this up last night. You look at the... I think there's going to be more of an examination on Klintak's moves at this point. And unless they do make a leap, and I mean a serious leap, you've been at that 80-81 win stage now for two years. I'm talking 90 now, that they're going to have to make a severe leap before, unless people are going to understand, unless people, that's the way people are going to look at Matt Clintac. Okay, They're going to look, the at, they are a playoff or bust team next year, or Matt Clintac ends up in a Wayland. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, Kevin, fine. you jump to these things like, like you, you would have Clintac fired after game three next year if they start out. Let's say they go out and get a pitcher or two. Let's just say they do that. Let's say they're fairly active in the offseason again. And they shore up some of the holes that we see, or that we think we see. They sign Riamolto, whatever. They come back next year and say, okay, we look like we're a better team. And we have Buck Showalter managing this better team. Okay, and it's not a disaster. You win 86 games. You you get better. You're just maybe not quite as good as the Braves. Or you're not quite as good as, as um, 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 the Nats, because I don't know what the Nats are going to look like next year. I don't think they walk in and say, okay, what's going to be the reasoning? You didn't do your job. You hired this manager. You gave him a couple more players. What are they going to walk in and say, but Clint, but you're, you're gone because we didn't win 93 games. I, that's asinine. It, to, to say, you know, the Dodgers this year were, yeah, get to the World Series or bust. I understand that. You've been there too. If the Phillies show improvement next year, noticeable, not, not 83 wins, noticeable improvement. And the general manager gave the manager a, a better cast. Why would you get rid of him at that point? Because you didn't win 92? <laughs> no, Kevin. You, you, I no, think that no. they are, though, in a playoff or bust situation. That, but the, well, then you're going to fire the manager? Like, if you bring who? Like, so you're going to, if, if you have the. I believe, well, if you have the, the other goods thing, and Mike, you come up sh- a little Mike, short. Mike, here's the other thing. I think the manager, if you do go big name, if you go Girardi, if you go, um, if you go uh, Showalter, 
that manager is going to have more of a hammer. It's almost going to be like an NFL head coach. Right. So why are you blaming the general manager? Because the general manager, I think, has been effectively... He's been neutered in and a lot of ways. ways. Kevin, I, I think you jump to these things. I, I, I love you. I, I love you to death. But you, you, but you want to jump. You don't think he's been? No, no. But you're making this. You're not listening to a word that I'm saying here. If the general manager goes out this offseason and does last year, he signed Harper. Middleton signed Harper. Whatever. He traded for Segura, and everybody said great trade. He got the catcher. Everybody said great move. Okay. They had injuries, and he got McCut. He got McCutcheon. Good move. They let the the pitching for whatever reason. The pitching, and they, they had okay. If he goes out in this offseason and signs a Garrett Cole or signs two pretty good pitchers, and and the holes we're talking about, kind of, you might not fill in all of them because you can't, but basically they go to training camp next year or, or uh, spring training and say, okay, they're, they're a better team. But I'm not going to sit there and say, my God, if you don't win 92 or 93, okay, no. Now, if you win 81 again, sure. I'm going to sit there and say that that's not acceptable. But if they win like 87 games and they miss the playoffs by a game or two because the Braves are still better or because the Nats are still better, maybe the Mets sign Rendon back, I don't know. No. You you, you want to put it into these terms. Here's these terms. Don't win 92 I, games next year. No, Kevin, no, but, you but can't Mike, treat it that way. Mike, I think that's the way that the owner is treated. Then the this. owner would have got rid of him now. If the owner felt that way, you get rid of him now. Well, and you talked about it. I I wonder if there wasn't the contract extension back in March. If the owner but there was. Uh, it doesn't I'm, matter if there wasn't. There was. And I'm just telling you, if it's a disaster next year, yes. He's going McPhail. Mo McPhail might be going anyway because his contract might be over. But I'm just trying to explain. You 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 make it sound like if they win 88 games next year, somebody's going to look at Klentek and say you didn't do enough, huh? <laughs> what does that mean? You know, you it's hard to go from 81 to 95. It can be done. I grant you that. But you know, that's a 14 game difference. That's I I I don't like it when you put things in app. Absolute terms, and that's what you're doing. No, let's see what the, let's see what happens. Let's see, are they a better team? Did you bring in the right manager? Did you bring in the right pitcher? Did you bring in the right center field? Whatever needs they need to be addressed. And if at the end of the year you don't think the general manager did enough, then you say, okay, fine. We th- we think we've had enough of your time here. But I don't look at it in absolutes like you do. You you. you you know, it's like, well, you know, if the Sixers don't make the the the, the NBA finals this year, he's going, whoa, 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 whoa. But people, I, no, I didn't say you said that. But right. people say that. They'll say, this team has to go this far or gone. And I, I just don't agree with that sometimes. There, there can be circumstances. There can be, you know, it, it who knows? What, what do you think ultimately Gabe Kapler's legacy is here? Is there a legacy? Misfit. No, no in term, misfit. Not miss bad I don't, fit. I don't bad think, fit. Yes, I don't think he. Look, I don't. Gabe seems like a nice guy. He, he is. He was at our sports writers dinner. He was, he was great. Ago. He was great. Um, he and had the thickest skin I think of any Philadelphia coach in recent memory. I agree with you. And a part of me would have liked to have seen him got the third year, just to see. You know, if God forbid this team won ninety games next year with him, I'd say, "Atta boy, way to go." But it it just didn't seem like. He has his way of doing, and his way of doing things is not unlike a lot of, you know, we saw the Dodgers manager last night go to the analytic yeah, thing. Dave Roberts. And, was... get, and get, you know, wackadoodled. Um, 
So it happens, you know. Um, and and I don't know if he'll get another shot. I think he else. will. I th- probably. Um, Giants would seem like a logical place he knows. F- f- yeah, uh, I mean, you know, the or, GM there. Yeah, it's just the Phillies have been such a a not get it done organization for the last six, seven, eight years, whatever it's been. That you just don't know how much of it was Gabe, how much of it was you know. Um, and he wasn't playing with a loaded gun. No. Um, but then again, and I go back to the fact too. I still say, you can we can blame Gabe, we can blame Clintac, and I get all that. The players didn't perform for the most part. A lot of guys you were counting on didn't perform. Hoskins was you know lost. Mm-hmm. Now was that Gabe's fault? No. I, I, and, but I think what you got to do is just turn the page, um, and look ahead. I, looking back serves no purpose. Who's the next me. manager? God. You would have a much better idea. You're more into that. I mean, see, I think Showalter Buck is, makes sense. The Buck makes sense, but I also think that they're look and, and what about Washington? Well, because I don't think they're going first time guy. Well, I the story that either Matt or Scott had today in the Inky said that internally he might be a favor favorite because he knows. Everything like you know, he knows. I understand, but I think this is a sizzle hire. And the one thing I will say about Buck, when's the last time the Phillies? Seriously, they've never done a sizzle hire, but this is a different ownership. No, no, I I get that, but even, uh, even in Philadelphia, like like when was Chip Kelly a sizzle hire? It was sizzle because of the unknown? Okay, because uh, Andy wasn't. Larry Brown, Larry Brown would be sure. Uh, Larry Brown, Ken Hitchcock for Hitchcock, hockey. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably it. I mean, I'm trying to think. Um, I can't remember. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give. Yeah, Buddy, right off the Super Bowl. Yeah. Do you realize that's twenty? Wait a minute, Buddy was hired over thirty years ago. Yeah, thirty-three. Think about how old I am, Kevin. I know. <laughs> uh, but 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 he, here's 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 the thing, and, and I want to say that, like. One thing, and look, you know this. I'm an Oriole fan. As, you know, I grew up following the Orioles as when you used to have a National League team and an American League team. So I still follow the Orioles on a pretty regular basis. And Buck did a great job there. Oh, he did. Until the last, Until couple, the last couple of years. Yeah, but, that's not, yeah. but, th- but their ownership situations. They were the Dolphins. Right. Their ownership okay. situation's weird. And I thought he did a great job he there did his it, first couple of years. Yeah. And got in him a, back in to a the tough pl- division. Got in a tough division in a ballpark that doesn't, you know, the ballpark's great, but the city doesn't have a lot of resources as far as financial. Right. You know, it's that no man's land between Philly and New York and Washington. Right. The one thing with Buck, though, and I've talked to enough people in the game, is Buck can be a pain in the ass to work with. Well, I and it's so sh- meticulous and everything. He has a short everything. shelf life. He has a very short shelf life. But if you're the Phillies, and, and I, do you I, mind a short shelf life if it, if it, like, I don't know if you mind a short shelf life. I mean, you're, not looking for, at, you're not looking at this Mike, five years, are you? Well, you want to look for. Don't you want to look next year? Well, you have to aren't look. They, aren't they looking next year? You have to look, year you have year to look next year and the year after, but oh, you man. have to look out for four. We could okay. all be dead in five. Joe Girardi, I think in a way, is the safer pick because Joe Joe knew how to work in New York and knew how to work. I Joe. I think the Cubs are getting Joe. I think David Ross is going to end up with the Cubs. Perhaps, but I, if if you could hire David, I don't Ross, think if Joe, you could hire David Ross or Joe Girardi, I gotta believe Joe Girardi carries more weight. 
And I, I, I don't. I don't think that GM wants a a, a okay. manager who carries. Well, a then lot how of about weight. the Mets? I think the Mets are that would be Girardi. interesting, but I think the Phillies would outpay the Mets. It might be where at this point in his life, it might be where Joe Girardi wants to go because he can pretty much decide where he wants to go. Yeah. So maybe yeah, and the so yeah, he might look at the I don't know. He may look at the Phillies and say, "Wow, that's a great opportunity." I you know, or he may look at the Phillies and say, "What a mess!" I that, will say what a that, mess that I, was. But knowing the reputation of the Wilpons and knowing the reputation of the Mets, if the Phillies want Joe Girardi. And they lose them to the Mets. That's an indictment of what your organization is, because unless the Mets offer more, I mean. But the I mean, Mets, the Mets don't pay. Well, we don't think that, but maybe the, the, the Mets, Wilpons are notoriously I know, cheap. I know, but maybe this time they say we need. Let me ask you a question. So if they let's say they don't get Buck and they don't get Joe for whatever reasons, yeah. where you got a lot of explaining to. <laughs> Well, I mean, but, but for, and that's where people look at the not, 11. That's yeah, where but, people look at the 11. Look at it like that. I mean, let's say Joe people, Girardi goes. But to people the Cubs. will look at the 11 day delay as a reason. I don't know why, but they will. No, but let's say Joe Girardi goes to the Cubs. Okay. I don't know. Let's just say he does. Then Buck Showalter Buck, has to be your top guy. But let's say for whatever reason you don't get Buck. And I don't know what the reasons would be. Maybe, who knows? There, there's re, there, Who next? Like, if you don't get one of those two guys. You want to you want a, a dark horse like a wild card here? I just want to know yeah. as a as a guy who has not been a manager before. Well, let's see. Then you're going right back to what you I, are. Yeah, but a guy who's been a major league coach for a long Doesn't time. Doesn't matter. No, no. I'm just telling you. Yeah, I know. Give me the name. Joe McEwing. Okay. I, and I'm okay. Philly ties, obviously I'm coming okay out. With all Bishop that. Egan. But why is it always that we're going to hire a guy who's never been a manager before? I mean, no, Charlie had managed, and Charlie had been to a World Series. I shouldn't say that. What I'm just saying is, is, and and, I'm not, and and even like Dusty Baker intrigues me because Dusty won. I mean, but he Dusty, won. I don't think Dusty plays nice with this with this staff. You know what? Maybe that's what they need. Is I understand playing nice. I understand, but I can't see Dusty at his age. But and no, I, I, I love Dusty. I agree with you. I love Dusty, but, but I can't see somebody from R and D at the Phillies coming downstairs, going to Dusty. Here's your lineup for tonight, and watching well, how quick it'll be. Maybe Dusty John Middleton, if he's got some stones, has to step in and say, "You know what? I don't care what my R and D thinks. I'm hiring this guy because he's been to like two World Series or or whatever Dusty's been to." Um. That's what I do. In fairness, Dusty would not burn out pitchers because Dusty has no pitchers to burn this, out. This crap about, about we got to adhere to what the... If your manager should be in charge. That's the that's what's wrong with the sport. And by the way, baseball is a great sport. All you had to do was watch those games Game yesterday. two. Game two. Well, no, but game one was something none of us would have ever in our wildest dreams predicted. We sat there and go, really? And Richie Ashburn was right. If you, if I was listening to um, the guy on ESPN, um, uh, Kirkchen, and he was just like, you can't make this stuff up. And Richie Ashburn used to say, when you come to the park, you can never know what you're going to have you, that you never saw before. And he was exactly right. And that's the beauty of baseball, especially at this time of the year. Um, but whatever happened to the manager, like Earl Weaver just saying, the power, the powers well, in the that, GM's office. You know what? Let, okay, then fine. Then let Matt Clintock go down in the, in the dugout and, and run the team then. That's my answer. I'm just saying, if you're going to write the lineups and you're going to tell the guys what to do, then... To put the uni on yourself. Put the uni on and go down or, or tell people. Say, you know and what? Do, and don't spend the weekend at the shore while they're in Dusty, Cincinnati. Dusty's yeah, our I know. Dusty Wathen's our manager, but I'm. But we're really calling the shots up here. That's See, that's where analytics loses Be- me. Before we get into... Before we get the big daddy. Um, 
Let me ask you your pick on the National League Championship Series, Cardinals and Nationals, and we'll play the American League either way. Yankees, Rays, Yankees, Astros. I'm going. I think I would lean towards the Cardinals because because of home field. Uh, a little. I just think the Cardinals. It, it was funny. Mike Wilbon was saying the other day when they were him and Tony were trying. It's like who you like, who you got, and and Wilbon had a pretty good answer. He goes, I'll take the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. He goes, they want they 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 got a history of like getting it done in spots like this. The Braves don't. Braves have lost nine in a row now. Play exactly. So and and I know and like we said with the Twins and we said with Oakland and there's some teams that for whatever reason the Nats were one of those teams. Um. I think it'll be a good. I would go with St. Louis just because, and and the Nats bullpen still still worries me a little bit. I know they they did better in this thing. Yeah, you can't do in a seven game series what they tried to do in a five game series and throw Corbin yeah, and yeah. Scherzer and yeah, kind and of by the way, fiddle away as an bullpen. aside. And I know we'll talk about this some other too. You're Bryce Harper. Oh, it has to hurt like hell. What's going through your... You played for that franchise yeah. for seven years. You won an MVP. Yeah, because... You never won a playoff anything. Because idiots are going to link it that it's you. I'm and, not saying that. No, but, I'm just but saying... If, if Mike Trout left the Angels and went anywhere, I don't care where Mike Trout went, and the next year the Angels were in the, the ALCS, we wouldn't sit here and go, huh. I'm not saying there's a correlation. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying is... And you're the Philly sitting there with egg on your face at 81 and 81, having signed him for $330 million. And he had a fine year. But what if you're Bryce Harper watching that? I, ugh, that's got to like. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you think, if you think that's bad, I'm taking the Nats in five. That's fine. Because. They could win. I think they have so much momentum right now. I think they're, you know. You and the Cardinals th- don't? Um, it's different. They were um, down two to one. Yeah, but I think okay. I, I think I think the the Nationals have better starting pitching. That's fine. I think the lineup for the Nationals is better. I'll take the cards. Okay. I mean, I'm not look. I'm not in love with it. Do you, I, do you like the Yankees either series? <sighs> Boy, Houston's pitching is taxed now because they have to throw Granky. Yeah, but that, or, but, uh, or uh, cold. That's what you do in the playoffs. Sometimes, I mean, you, you you're going to get a few days off before the other one starts. Um, and and Tampa's throwing a good pitcher night. I mean. Would it shock me, like, if the Rays won? No. And if the Rays won, I, as much as I think they, they wouldn't get swept or whatever, you got to like the Yankees. Mm-hmm. The one thing we used to know is if their pitching's right, if you get cranky and you get... You can, you can, you can calm that, and, and, that lineup. And I'm guessing that Verlander got his, his bad outing out of the way on the three days rest or whatever. Uh, but that... that I, I, that could be a hell I'm of a thinking series. I think I'm thinking we're getting Nationals and Yankees. I think it's going to be Washington, New York, and I, I think it'll be a hell of a series. I would not. Washington again. has that look. Washington just there's a team every year that has that look to it, and Washington, from the way they won the wild card game to the way they just got, won the series, they, Washington they just kind of have that though. look. Yeah, and the center fielder's been hurt. Um, the first, the second baseman makes errors. Of course, he hit a grand slam. Um, I don't know. I just, I just think the Cardinals are, are that team. They're that sound kind of team that I trust over the years. They haven't been there in a while. I, I just I'm, I'm I'm not in love with it. I'm just no. saying I would I would lean toward. I think it's going to be a long series. I think the other. I think if it's you know I mean everyone wants to see Houston Yankees. I mean yeah. come on, who doesn't? All the sport needs it. The sport needs the mega. No, series. the sport needs the Yankees. They don't need Houston again. 
You know, Houston don't draw. You need the, what they need. Well, Houston Houston's the best overall. That's team. But people don't watch the best overall yeah. team. They if don't you're, care about the best overall right. team. They want to see the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers. That's the three teams they want to see. They're not going to get the Dodgers, the Red Sox, or whatever they are. So if God forbid the Yankees didn't win, and your final is Houston versus either or Tampa, it could be Tampa. Houston, St. Louis, or it doesn't Houston. matter. No, it At that doesn't. point, it doesn't matter. It's a midway. It's a it's a mid. Well, the Nats are East Coast. Um, it but doesn't the Nats matter. don't have a history. It doesn't and, matter. Yeah, you're you're dead. So. But they, you know, hey, look, the Yankees, the Yankees haven't been there in ten years, so I guess they're due. Yep. All right, all right. So that's our baseball segment. We're going to turn now to the segment involving one of our favorites, a uh, man who's been a fixture overnight to WIP, uh, one of the best comedians you could see. Uh, him and Joe Conklin are very funny together on Two Phil- Funny Philly Guys. Has a new book coming out. It's the uh, big list of Philadelphia sports uh, with Glenn Mack now. That's coming out at the end of the month. Obviously, has had a story to himself. Uh it's Big Daddy Graham here on Working the Beat. When you're smiling, when you're smiling, the whole world, it smiles with you. When you're laughing, babe, when you're laughing, well, the sun comes shining through. But when you're crying, you know you bring on the rain. Stop that sighing. Be happy again. Keep on smiling. Cause when you're smiling, the whole world smiles with you too. Joining us now. Uh, the author of the big book of Philadelphia sports list. Is that the formal title? I think. Correct. It's the great book. The great oh, book. Oh, wait a minute. Now I'm talking. And I haven't been introduced. No, like, no, go ahead. Knows- it's big daddy Graham. Right. Like nobody doesn't know my voice. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's the great book of Philadelphia sports list, but that was the title of the previous book. So it is confusing. Uh, you have to like go into the fine print to see it's called the revised edition you know so so there you go uh available in bookstores on the uh on the 29th and you could have just called it godfather 2 or jaws 2 and you know it would have been fine uh mike i'm having a real hard time hearing you oh i'm sorry can you hear me now uh better yes okay they could have just called Good as Kevin Cooney, who's a big loudmouth. Well, see, I'm short. I'm short, so I can't reach the microphone. That's part of the problem. Anyways, I got to tell you, it's just, uh, you know, I've been in this hospital room since July 21st, uh, which is a long, stinking time. Yeah. And uh, I, I cannot tell you what uh, going on radio shows and your podcast, and I did another podcast. Um, you know, has done for me. It's real. Uh, it's kept me plugged in a little bit, right? Yeah. And, uh, well, I, that was this was going to be the first question I have. How are, can you update people on how you're doing and how you're feeling? Uh, I'm getting released from the hospital next week. Great. Uh, uh, and by the way, this is a podcast, right? Yes. Right. Well, 
what that means is now my wife has to wipe my ass. <laughs> just wanted to make sure this was a podcast. Yeah, yeah that's uh, fine. You can curse anytime you want. You know, you don't have you won't have to worry about spike way, walking in. By the way, uh, uh, Kevin, you've done my show enough. Yes, that sounds like something I would say on WIP anyway. That's true. You're you're at that hours where the FCC is not exactly listening all uh, that uh, intently. You know what I found out? Uh, well, you know the FCC. For people out there, don't know what it is. It's you know this governing body that fines radio stations for using foul language. Uh, I discovered that. The only stations that get fined for that are stations that are free. Yes. Uh, like, you know, Channel 6 and CBS and uh, uh, WIP, I, 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 they don't govern podcasts. And the reason for that is uh, if it's free, then kids can, oh, my God, somehow tune in someday <laughs> by accident. You know, because it's for free. But uh, update, I'm getting out uh, uh, next week. Um, I, I don't think the news is good. I mean, that's good news that I'm going home. But I'm going home in a wheelchair. And um, uh, I, I had like a bad moment. Uh, you know, I've been remarkably upbeat. I really have been. Uh, but I was under the impression I was doing all this rehab work. Uh, you know, three hours a day, a pretty intense uh, rehab. And I was kidding myself that this rehab work uh, was going to enable enable me to walk out of McGee rehab, walk mm -hmm. out. No, they were just training me to get stronger in a wheelchair. And they weren't kidding me about this. I was kidding myself. And when I when it dawned on me, that that's what they were doing. I, I had a bad moment. I, I had a bad night. I did. It, it was a bad night. That's all it was. One bad night. And, uh, you know, I, I, most of the stuff I do, I'm going to be able to do. I'm going to, you know, uh, WIPs bringing in a studio, uh, into my home. Uh, so I'll still be doing the, uh, my show. Uh, I'll still be able to write. I've, all of a sudden, I'm, you know, I'm writing for a lot of people and you know, the new book and all that. So I'll be able to write. I'm, I don't know what the future lies for me in stand up. You know, the joke I've been using is that uh, they uh, McGee Rehab, they have a cafeteria right. on Friday nights. They'll show a movie or uh, it's poker night or it's karaoke night. Well, the woman who runs it asked me if I would uh, do a stand-up comedy show. <laughs> and I said, one little problem, babe, I can't stand up. <laughs> uh, so I, I, and I just couldn't. Is it me. true you did Quizzo? Well, here we go. Here we go. Uh, so uh, I didn't want to do stand-up. I, I just wasn't in the mood. It's, I didn't want to do a stand-up show in a wheelchair in front of other guys in wheelchairs and women too. And so I said, you know what? She so bugged me to do this. Uh, I said, you know what? I do a quizzo night. Right. So I, and the second I said it, you know, cause I, I've been a real loner down here. I, uh, this has a happy ending, but 
I've been kind of like a little bit of a loner down here because, well, part of the reason is I've had so many visitors. I have visitors every day, every day. I have reconnected with people I haven't seen from high school who, you know, had heard about what happened to me and they came down and it's, it's really been uh, terrific. But I, so I said yes to the quiz tonight and oh my God, they promote this thing. Like you wouldn't believe down here at the hospital. You know, posters everywhere. Well, you know, who's the first guy that comes down? Conklin, right? <laughs> Joe Conklin. It's the first guy that comes down, and he sees the poster in the elevator, and he walks into my room going, hey, I'm doing a quiz night at the tea in the cafeteria, right? And, and then he took a picture of the poster and texted it to Cataldi, and he Who puts it on the air? On it. Uh, well, Cataldi's like, can you believe this guy? He's in a hospital and he's running Quizzo nights. <laughs> and I wasn't being paid. Uh, I was doing a favor. But these guys, Conklin and Cataldi, turned it into I was running a scam. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I didn't help matters much. I said, if this Quizzo night goes right, I'm going to be running quiz nights in every hospital on the East Coast. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, now here's the happy ending to all this. I kind of, the reason why I didn't want to do it was because I just went like, I don't know, 80 days right. without a comedy show, without an appearance, without a quiz night, without being uh, on the air. And, uh, Anyway, so I go down there and I do the quiz tonight. And what it did for me, I cannot tell you. Uh, I, I was like back doing the things I've been doing for 40 years close, uh, entertaining people and making them laugh and having some fun, right? And the, the people that played, they had a huge turnout, were the, just the nicest people. Uh, I, I made a whole bunch of friends that night. And when I got back in my room, I was so pumped. I couldn't sleep. I, I Like it dawned to me, I am still going to be able to be me. And that's the I, most so important part. Walk, you know, and by the way, when I say I can't walk, I, I really can't. I, I don't feel anything uh, below my belt including the most important part I want to feel below my belt. Okay, it's a podcast, but you don't want to get too graphic, please. It, well, yeah, but it's a, it's a truth I have to face. Okay. Uh, but um, I, I, there is a slim chance that I could walk, uh, and nobody's ruled it out yet. But anyway, just, uh, like I said, this quiz on night. And doing this, I'm telling you, when I'm done talking to you guys, which will probably be like four days from now. Because uh, I don't think either one of you can be able to get a word in. <laughs> all right. Well, let uh, me ask you about uh, the people who have visited you. Well, no, no, no. First of all, Go ahead. did Dick Vermeil show up for Quizzo? Uh, no, he did not show up for Quizzo. Uh, you Frank Lemaster did. Wow. Uh, and I didn't even know he was there. He never even came up and introduced himself. And I haven't seen Frank Lemaster since. Well, I never uh, knew Frank Lemaster. I wasn't in the sports media in 1980. I was a big fan of Frank Lemaster. He was the typical 
overachieving Dick Vermeil style player. And Dick Vermeil loved Frank LeMaster. So here I am uh, in my uh, room with a couple of buddies, including my buddy Jimmy, who was an all-city, all-Catholic uh, middle linebacker at West Catholic. And he just happened to be sitting in here. We're just sitting here shooting the breeze. And Dick Vermeil walked right in. Now, I I have interviewed Dick Vermeil. I have met Dick Vermeil. I even have a Dick Vermeil story that I told him. But it's completely like I try to imagine my Kevin. You know, Dick Vermeil like coming in the back door of your kitchen. And there he is, standing in your kitchen. I mean, as far as the NFL goes, he's royalty. Well, I'm sorry. Let me change that. As far as football is concerned, he's royalty. Because, you know, he coaches at, what, UCLA as well. Uh, yeah. And then called college football games for years, remember? Right. You know, so um, it was just so it was just so great seeing him uh, in the room. Now, here's the story, because some people uh, think that Dick Vermeil got in his car and drove down to visit Big Daddy Graham. That's not what happened. He got in his car to visit Frank LeMaster. Uh, now he's getting on the elevator when somebody says to him, you know, Big Daddy Graham uh, is in here as well on the third floor. LeMaster was uh, in the second. Uh, and I, and Dick Vermeil goes, really? And he takes the elevator up to my floor and walks in. Uh, it was... It was just so cool, and he was so nice. And I told him this story, and I know your listeners who love Dick Vermeil are going to love him even more when I tell this story. I got hired to do this big banquet at, at the Hyatt on the river. Six, seven hundred people, almost all men, right? And when I do a banquet that big, uh, I try to get there early and get in get there before the banquet doors are even open. And I do. Now, this big banquet is giving Dick Vermeil this big uh, award. Right. Uh, he's the guest, the main dude at this banquet. There are other people, including another name that I get. Uh, anyway, I'll get to that other name. I, get, I walk into the banquet room and I walk all the way up to the dais because I want to make sure everything works. The microphone, the lights, the dais is in the right spot because in the beginning of my career, I got burned not doing that a couple of times. Right. The mic didn't work, blah, blah, blah. So I get up there and there's Dick Vermeil sitting at the table, scribbling notes. And I look at him and I missed, and I said, Mr. Vermeil, I didn't call him coach. I don't, I don't know why I went, I said, uh, Mr. Vermeil, I'm big daddy grandma. I'm seeing you are aware that this is not going to start for at least an hour, at least an hour. And he went, well, these folks were nice enough to give me this award. I want to make sure I give them a great speech. And I went, wow. Now you guys, Mike, Kevin, you've been at sports banquets. Yeah. Lots of athletes and coaches show up a couple minutes before the thing starts. And leave a couple minutes after they get their award. And, and they're nowhere near on the level of Dick Vermeil. You know what I'm saying? They're not. 
you know, Jay Wright might be, you know, but it, 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 as far as college coaches and all that. But, you know, I mean, Andy Reid's not on the level of Dick Vermeil. He's a special player. And here he is showing up an hour early to make sure they get a great speech. Yeah, I, so I told Dick Vermeil that story. I said we did meet kind of right. intimately once. And he pretended like he remembered me. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that uh, Fran Dunphy has been a regular down there. What's to, that, Captain? I, I heard that it's Mike. It's, I heard that Fran Dunphy has been a regular visitor. Uh, uh, oh, you mean Fran Dunphy? Yes. yes. I heard he's been in the CU regularly. Yeah, how about that? He's royalty, isn't he? Uh, sort Fran of. Fran Dunphy, <laughs> uh, who, you know, Mike. You know, you got your share of Frank. Absolutely. Yep. Oh, and he lit up uh, when I told him I was doing your podcast. He didn't care for Kevin that much, uh, <laughs> but he lit up when he uh, heard I was doing your podcast. Oh, my. There's a theme to this week. <laughs> well, Saturday uh, night, he just got put into the, the Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Fame with uh, that's right. Lionel he Simmons he and um, yeah, Andy right. Talley. One day again, one day again I'm... Uh, with who? Andy Talley, the Villanova football coach, got in. Oh, Andy Talley. And Ricky and Ricky said, Waters for who for what? Yeah, he told me about the for a second, Mike. I thought you said Cataldi. No, no. I was going to go what? And you know who the best speaker was? <laughs> Big Daddy by anyway, far. Uh, the best speaker. Franny just walked right in. Yeah. I had met Franny many times at the palestra. When the media used to play at the Palestra with Jackie Shore on Wednesday afternoons, and Fran was coaching Penn, and I, I real quickly recognized uh, what a great sense of humor he has, which I don't think most people know that, Mike. Yeah. He's, he's very dry and very funny, and I liked him right away. Well, that's a long time ago. I'm sitting in my room, and he walks right in. Uh, I think he's got a close friend that's across the street that does something. I don't know. But he walked right in and spent like two hours with me and must have had a good time because he's been back two or two. No, four times he's been here now. And and we just shoot the breeze. I, I, uh, I think he respects the fact that how much I love basketball. I just that's my sport. From the moment I had a ball in my hands, you know, like when I was six, that was my sport. And you don't get, if you say Philadelphia basketball, you don't get that much more Philadelphia basketball than nope. Fran Dunphy, uh, star high school player, star college player, and then coaches Penn and coaches Temple for years. Uh, you know what I'm saying, Franz? For a guy like me, uh, who worships uh uh big five uh basketball you know just getting to know fran was a big deal hey big daddy when we used to play on those wednesdays right one yeah, wednesday you, i'll you never forget good jumper no i'll never forget this fran came in we had because jack always had the court from like i don't know noon till two let's say fran came in they had scheduled a practice so Fran looks at us, and Fran took his team up to Waitman Hall and let us have the court <laughs> on that way. And, and I, what other coach would do that? But he did, because that was Fran. We should point out that Jack Shore uh, from the Associated Press just retired two weeks ago. Most points in yeah, Palestra he, history. 
Yeah. He did. He told me, he told me one really uh, terrific story. And I think I told this on Jody's show. Uh, I asked Fran, uh, and guys, this story is going to have to be it. Because uh, I, I got, you know, they're always <laughs> sure. sticking me with needles. And, um, he, um, he tells me this story. He's recruiting a player. Fran is. And I think the player's from Africa. And and he's just about got him. He's got him to the point where the player's parents are now in as well. They're very serious uh, people. They want to make sure this player is also going to get a great education. Right? So Fran shows him the, oh, here's the brand new library. Uh, here's a, a, a great science building. And look at this brand new gym. And, uh, you know, and then he took him out to this big lunch, showed him uh, another thing or two. And then at the end of the day, they walked back to the player's parents' car and it was towed. <laughs> <laughs> and wait a minute, it ain't, this ain't done. The player went to Villanova. <laughs> <laughs> it was Daniel Ocheffa, correct? That's such a great story. Anyway, Big I Daddy, go, I appreciate it. I appreciate you joining us. Hey, you get you get better, okay? Soon. Uh-uh, I'm getting out next week. I am going to get better. What's the name of that book again? Not that I'm plugging it. Uh, yeah, plug away. You always have plugs at the end of the show. Yeah, uh, it'll be uh, in bookstores like the 29th of October. Great talking to you guys. Thanks, Big Great Daddy. Great talking to you. I don't see you as much, Mike, but uh, uh, in person. But, Kevin, I, I can't wait to do more shows with you, all right, buddy? Absolutely. You let me know. Hey, I'll be yeah. there. Anytime you want to come on, just let us know. Let, thanks, right. Big Daddy. Bye-bye. Big Daddy Graham joining us. And, uh, boy, you know, we talk about the power of a positive attitude. He has, he has a positive attitude. And it's obviously a tough situation he's been in, but it's a... You know, my mom had a stroke, and... You know, it took the right side of her body. And I saw what she went through to learn how for the last seven years of her life, she, she learned to use her left side. And, you know, she did pretty well at it. And I kept saying to myself, could I do that? Like, you know, if you put me in that situation, I always admire people that can can do that instead of kind of just giving up um, because it's easy to give up. And I think what really helps Big Daddy is, Exactly what he was talking about. Coming on and talking to you or mm -hmm. me for a half hour. Seeing Fran Dunphy. Seeing Dick Vermeil, Seeing Joe Conklin. Whomever. Um, we can't understand what that means. We can we can try to understand. And Fran, it's interesting that he brought Fran up. And because Fran does so much where he sits with cancer victims. And, and he's seen, he's lost a lot of people to cancer mm -hmm. that were close to him. And... and but that, that's what Philly, you know, and other cities I'm sure are like this too. But Philly's kind of got that, like, you're one of mine, like, like you know, we're in this together kind of thing. And I think that's what, you know, it kind of shows. And the other thing, have you, have, what's the longest amount of time you spent in a hospital? Wow, Kevin, not, I haven't been in a hospital since, like, I was a teenager and had a knee surgery. Okay. I mean, unless you case, unless you, I had some 
but nothing, nothing. No, where I was I, in. Like, I had I was in over at Torresdale six years ago. Right. Um, for how long? Seven days. That's a long time. I had kidney stones. Yeah. And it, oh, oh, it, oh it, they're it, painful, right? Well, and I also had like it was blockage and oh, all that, God. and not. not I was in ICU for a few days, and I got to tell you, the the one thing when you mentioned Dumpf and you mentioned Vermeil showing up, and I know Big uh, Angelo's been over and a bunch of other people, all all four teams have sent them stuff. Um, the power of visitors and the power of being there, and the power of somebody showing up mm-hmm. and, and and showing they care mm-hmm. is enormous, and I you know. You can't put a, a value you, on you it. You can't put a value no. on it. And, and look, I'm not one who likes going to hospitals to visit people. Yep. I'm always half worried they're going to keep me there for some reason. Who does like going to hospitals? Really? But the fact that people go and that people show up and they care is enormous. When, when and my, I know for him it's huge. When my mom passed, it would be almost 10 years. And I'll never forget, we had like a service like a week or so later, you know, at her church, you know, celebration service. Mm-hmm. The people that showed up, like, shocked me. Yeah. Like, just people, like, like, like my bosses showed up and people from work, but people that I didn't really know that well showed kinda, up. And I'm thinking, like, all you had to do, you could have taken the easy way out and just texted me or, or and it, it, it even, like, hit me. Like, oh my God, people, like, they care, but, you know, and it's just, it's, it's the simple little things in life sometimes that mean the most. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure when you showed up in his room and spent whatever, 5, 10, 15, whatever you spent, that probably cheered him up, made him, you know, made him feel better. Um, and sometimes when you're in a situation like he's in, sometimes just feeling better is, is it's the big thing. It's a lot. You know, it's, it's, I'm happy to hear that IP is going to put a studio in. Unbelievable. <laughs> and, and that Coop, is unbelievable. Cause you could tell there, I mean, he, right. he you know, he's not quite him, right. but he's pretty much him. But kudos the spike and all the yeah. crew at IP and intercom who have done that. Um, look, I, I, I got the itch about this business from him because of being on his show and you know, it's wacky stuff in the middle of the night. And sometimes it wouldn't play at other markets, but. His show worked perfectly. I remember who's the guy who was on in New York on the fan, Steve Summers. Schmoozing. And I used to listen to him a lot because yeah. I'd be driving home at that. Same thing. Like it's it's kinda of, you gotta be a little wacky at, at And at, you can't talk straight sports no, all four hours. No, 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 no. And he and but he's got a following. Yeah. I don't know what kind of a following it is. I don't know. Maybe it's you know, who knows? But he has a following. And that, we should know. point out Robbie Ellis, our our buddy, is now doing that shift. Is that Robbie? That. Robbie has done it. I know three or four nights a week. So. Okay, well, Robbie's um, good. Robbie's good. So you know, um, that, that is not an e- that is not an easy shift. No, it is not. It's not because you don't get a lot of calls. No, <laughs> no you better have prepared material. So yeah, well, we, we you know, hey, look, the only thing we can root for a that maybe he walks again one day. You know, even though he he said, but just that he lives a healthy life. Like that's the most important. You know, thing. my mom, like I said, when she had the stroke, and I'm thinking, like, you know. Not that her life was over, but I'm just thinking, oh my god! But she, she dealt with it, and yep. she, she got around, and it amazed me sometimes. Yep, you know. So his spirit, I, he's got a good spirit. Yep, that's I, gotta like. Yeah, <laughs> if you if you think if you think that's bad, I'm taking the Nats in five. That's fine because they could win. I think they have so much momentum right now. 
I think they're yeah. You know, you the Cardinals don't. Um, it's different. They were um, down two to one. Yeah, but I think okay. I, I think I think the the Nationals have better starting pitching. That's fine. I think the lineup for the Nationals is better. I'll take the cards. Okay. I mean, I'm not look. I'm not in love with it. Do you, do you like the Yankees either series? <sighs> Boy, Houston's pitching is taxed now because they have to throw Granky. Yeah, but that, or, uh, but or, uh, cold. That's tonight. what you do in the playoffs. Sometimes, I mean, you, you you're going to get a few days off before the other one starts. Um, and and Tampa's throwing a good pitcher tonight. I mean. Would it shock me, like, if the Rays won? No. And if the Rays won, I, as much as I think they, they wouldn't get swept or whatever, you got to like the Yankees. Mm-hmm. The one thing we used to know is if their pitching's right, if you get cranky and you get... You can, you can, you can calm that, and, and, that lineup. And I'm guessing that Verlander got his, his bad outing out of the way on the three days rest or whatever. Uh, but that... that uh, that could be a hell I'm of a thinking series. I think I'm thinking we're getting Nationals and Yankees. I think it's going to be Washington, New York, and I, I think it'll be a hell of a series. I would not. Washington again. has that look. Washington just there's a team every year that has that look to it, and Washington, from the way they won the wild card game to the way they won the series, they, Washington they just kind of have that though. look. Yeah, and the center fielder's been hurt. Um, the first, the second baseman makes errors. Of course, he hit a grand slam. Um, I don't know. I just, I just think the Cardinals are, are that team. They're that sound kind of team that I trust over the years. They haven't been there in a while. I, I just I'm, I'm I'm not in love with it. I'm just no. saying I would I would lean toward. I think it's going to be a long series. I think the other. I think if it's you know I mean everyone wants to see Houston Yankees. I mean yeah. come on, who doesn't? All the sport needs it. The sport needs the mega. No, series. the sport needs the Yankees. They don't need Houston again. You know, Houston don't draw. You need the, what they need. Well, Houston Houston's is the best overall that's team. But people don't watch the best overall yeah. team. They if don't you're, care about the best you're, overall you're right. team. They want to see the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers. That's the three teams they want to see. They're not going to get the Dodgers. The Red Sox or whatever they are. So if, God forbid, the Yankees didn't win and your final is Houston versus either or Tampa, Houston, St. Louis, or it doesn't Houston. matter. No, it At that doesn't. point, it doesn't matter. It's a midway. It's a it's a mid. Well, the Nats are East Coast. Um, it but doesn't the Nats matter. don't have a history. It doesn't and, matter. Yeah, you're you're dead. So. But they, you know, hey, look, the Yankees. The Yankees haven't been there in ten years, so I guess they're due. Yep. All right. Thank you for talk. Uh, we're thank you for listening in on this part of it. Uh, as you don't go anywhere, we got better stuff. I'm gonna. All right, so that's our baseball segment. We're going to turn now to the segment involving one of our favorites, a man who's been a fixture overnight to WIP, uh, one of the best comedians you could see. Uh, Him and Joe Conklin are very funny together on Two Funny Philly Guys. Has a new book coming out. It's the uh, big list of Philadelphia sports uh, with Glenn Mack now. That's coming out at the end of the month. Obviously, he's had a story to himself. it's Big Daddy Graham here on Working the Beat. Three, two, one. Our thanks to Big Daddy Graham for joining us uh, once again to pick up the big book of Philadelphia sports lists. Uh, you can find it on Amazon right now or BigDaddyGraham.com, or you can find it in your bookstores at the end of the month. And, uh, Big Daddy is one of my favorites. I there is I am unashamed to say that Big Daddy is one of my all time favorites. You know, people say I have a distinctive voice. Perhaps I do. Perhaps I seriously. Don't. 
And there's a lot of Philadelphians that do. I, know. I mean, if you go through, I need to get Barkan on just for that. Big Daddy is one of the most. You and Big Daddy may be the two most imper- impersonated people in the Philadelphia sports media. It's a shame if I am, but but that's okay. Oh come on! But I don't think see people that don't know me that wouldn't know. It's like I no, like Bar- I Bar- Bar- somebody one year did did me like at the sports writers. Probably Conklin, Conklin. Conklin, but nobody, knew, nobody knew except me and Conklin were kind of like. Yeah. Uh, my friends know you. Uh, yeah. Know your. I am. My one is like picked up different things in your in your like speech patterns. See, I didn't even get. I didn't even get Saturday until somebody and I'm like, no, what, what's like, what's wrong there? I say Saturday, but whatever. Or Tagger, Tagger, Tarsdale, Tarsdale, Schuylkill, Water, Water. There's there's more than. There's more if I really put my mind to it. All That's right. cool. Last week we had a good week on the picks. So you ready for you ready to try this again? I'm ready every week. All right. But in, in the in the okay, hold on. Play the music. Play the music. Just find me where you wanna go. Take me to the action. Take me to the track. Take me to a party if the button in the back. Working on my life, can't afford to wait. Let me call my wife so I can tell her I've been late. I want to ease it. I'm like, I went five and one last week, mm-hmm. three and zero in the NFL. What was your loser? Uh, Auburn. Okay. Okay. I lost on Auburn. I didn't like which that. Which I was surprised. I didn't like that. Yeah, my Florida friend told me the Florida was going to win, but I didn't take it. Because I thought he was just telling me that. Because see, here's an interesting thing. I, in the in the honesty of full decl- disclosure, this week I've been spending so much time <laughs> doing things that would just bore people to death. Furniture shopping. Um, <laughs> I did go. Th- I had a good college week last week. I was three and one. Right. I won my first NFL game, but then I, the Cowboys kind of let me down. All um, right, you ready? I, I haven't. Yeah, but wait a minute. The, the full disclosure. This is the time of year. I think there's 16 unbeatens, 16 or 17, maybe 19. They will start losing. So when you when you see like unbeatens favored by 10, or I'm not saying they're going to lose, but I am telling you that by the end of the season there will only be like one or two of those unbeatens. So especially since three of them are in the SEC. But this is the time of year when unbeaten start going down, just because because that's the nature of the sport. Um. So beware of that when, you know, before you necessarily lay like 21 on an unbeaten playing side. And I bring up like Penn State this week is interesting. Um, and there's others. We'll go. I'm sure we'll go through several of them. Tell me when I could start the music. Start it. Start it. Okay, here we go. There. You're up first, Mike. Okay, now here, colleges. I will say this, and once again, I told you I was writing games down today, so bear with me. There may be more. There's four teams that are coming off buys that I kind of like. I don't know if that means anything, doesn't mean. Last week, Army lost to Tulane. That was one of my picks. That was my loser in college football. And I didn't realize, or I wanted to change my mind, but Tulane was coming off an off week. Which meant they had like extra time, not not an off week, but I think they played the Thursday. But anyway, they yeah, had they more did. time to get ready for Army, which helps when you're playing Army or Navy or one of those teams. Temple coaches always used to tell me that. So for whatever that that is worth, I'm going back with the Armies this week. 
They're at Western Kentucky. This is not a bad team, an okay team. They're laying four and a half, which may be too much, but I'm going to take the armies. Um, just because I think they'll bounce back off that home loss and and get it done. Um, let's see where else I'm going to go here. There's really some interesting games. This one I'm going to throw out because I read some stuff on it, and it made sense. So. Arizona's getting six at home against Washington. Washington coming off a bad loss to Stan- at Stanford. Um, the home team has won like eight of the last nine of these. Washington has only won, I think it's one game in Arizona in like the last decade. Between Arizona, Arizona State, whatever. I don't know. Whole, Arizona's four and one. They actually have a better record than Washington. Mm-hmm. They're getting six and a half. Or six, well, six, I guess it is. I'm going to take them. And, and they're coming off. Are they coming? No, they're not one of the teams coming off a bye. I'm sorry. Um, two other teams coming off a bye. I'm not going to. I'm just going to throw this out to you. Okay. Houston's getting seven and a half at home against Cincy. Cincy's coming off a big win over UCF. I had it outright. Houston may be live, and then Houston had a bye. I know Houston's had some issues, guys leaving the team, whatever, red shirting. And there's also another one. Arizona State, the Herm Edwards, are coming off a bye, getting one and a half at home to Washington State. I don't never know what to make of Washington State. Um, you know, so that and there's one more where the team's coming off a bye. Wake Forest, it's Dave Clausen's giving six and a half to Louisville at home. Right, and so all those teams are getting the buys. So you have five picks. Yeah, I mean, what did I say? One, two. Well, one wasn't coming off the bye. Arizona. Okay. I don't think they're coming. Yeah, I, throw, I can throw more out actually if you want, but I don't want to take all the time. And you, no. I might step on some of your picks. But all right. After you're done, I may throw out a couple more. All right, here we go. I have three college football games this week. I'm not in love with any of them. It's it's yeah. I mean, it wasn't the greatest card I ever saw, but you know, I will take my one big underdog, and I'm picking this as an outright winner. I'm going to take Texas ten and a half in the Red River rivalry I had that against Oklahoma. There's a stat you'll love. The, the the last five games I believe have all been decided by seven or less, mm-hmm. except for the except for the title game last year, the regular season games. Right. The quarterback who is the first time quarterback in that game is like three and sixteen over the last. 20 years. Sam Ellinger is obviously not the first-time quarterback right. in this it one. It would be the Jalen Hurts, who yeah. right now might be one of your Heisman finals. So, 10 and a half, and if you compare it somehow with the over, which is 76 and a half, I think that game goes over. And that's, but that's, that's a, that's that's a, a big lot. number. I don't want to lay 76 and a half. Okay. I, I don't, I'm not sure Texas will win, but I think it, it could be cover. I, I I think that's always a tight game. Yeah. Robbery game, getting 10 and a half. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Texas and take the 10 and a half on that one. I like Penn State. I'll lay the three at Iowa. I think this Nittany Lions is pretty State. good. I think they're really worried. good. I know. I'm with you. They look very good. Joe and Giuliano said he would probably go that. Iowa's not an easy place to play, but... No, and obviously one of the things with Penn State Penn, looks like the better team. Penn State looks like the better team. Iowa coming off a, a, a real physical game last week against Michigan. It was ugly to watch, but Iowa turns the ball over a ton. Penn State actually has done pretty well in turning turnovers into points. I know they haven't played a real strong schedule to this point, but I'll take I'll take the Lions on the road late to three. Now, obviously, there's going to be a point where Penn State's going to run into Ohio State. That's probably where the magic carpet ride ends, but I think 
James Franklin's done a really good job of getting that team ready. My final one, and yeah, this is a this is one that's easy for me because it's more heart overhead, and you shouldn't bet heart overhead. Let me but. see if I can figure this one out. Notre Dame giving ten half to the uh, yeah. USC's here. Okay, USC on their third quarterback. USC coming off a bye. They're the, they're a team coming off a bye, right? Notre Dame needing to make a statement. Notre Dame's offense working really well with Ian Book. I love it when you say things like that. Needing to make a statement. Needing well, to make a statement. They got to win out. There, yeah. There's no statements involved. They have to go 11 and 1 and hope Georgia goes 12 and 0. I think it's not just 13 and 0. They have to win out and they also have to look impressive winning. I don't think that's that, a, I don't think it matters. I, I go ahead. I'm not okay. You, you think it matters. You, you think it matters. It's like it's like Paul Feinbaum telling me that Clemson isn't going to get into the national into the playoffs if they go 13 and 0 because they didn't look good. Stop it. Stop it. Notre Dame has to win games. If they beat USC by 3, 7, 10, 17, somebody, if they win by three touchdowns, they're going to go, wow, they beat USC by three touchdowns. No. Also, this rivalry has traditionally been dominated by streaks. And, and Notre Dame's on one? US, or Notre Dame is on one. They've right. won three in a row. And I like this side of the game. And I was... I'm with you. I, I, cold, it's going to be a cold night in South Bend. It's going to be it's a night, 40s. Night game. It's a night game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take. And their quarterback looks good. I like him. I'm taking the yeah. Irish. Play it a 10 and a half. I, I like your three. I, I don't. Yeah, I would probably go your side on all three picks. I don't know if that could be bad news for you. I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah. Okay. That's good. We, we covered a lot. Hey, you have any thought on Temple? I'm covering the game, so I cannot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting. They're getting five and a half off the probably the best team they're going to play this year. I'm guessing Memphis top twenty five. Well, UCF is is probably you know in that ballpark in Cincinnati. I shouldn't say that. Temple's got some. <laughs> Temple they got, plays. They got a tough schedule. They do. Up. They do. But their defense at home has been really yeah. good, and Memphis's offense is really good. I think I would lean towards the Owls. I'm not sure I think they the, can I win think, the game. I think the noon start helps. Sure. Because um, we see teams on the road. On the road, noon starts can, for ranked teams, be very difficult to get ready for. Yeah. Um, especially ones who are ch- technically changing time zones. And they've too. had, I don't know, well, they've only had an extra day to get ready. I don't know if that makes any difference. They played on a Friday night. Probably doesn't. No. Temple, last they week. They played Thursday. Was it Thursday? Okay, it so Thursday. they've had, they've, yeah, they've had, had two extra little days. Extra day. I just I think it's going to be a close game. I I you know that's I, I don't know, but I'm not making the pick. No, and you shouldn't if you're covering the game. I'm covering the game. Although I always used to have to make picks in the Daily News. Yeah, but I'm not. I know, no, I'm, okay. I'm a freelancer. I I'm don't want. You. I'm not rocking any boat. I'm with you. Okay. All right. The NFL. I guess should I get started here? You can do whatever you want. Uh, right here. Let me get my. Uh, let me get my money, or let me get my stuff going here. All right, last week, as I mentioned, there we go. Last week, as I mentioned, I went 3-0. and I'm going to try to luck out with four picks this week. Tempting fate. I don't know what Vegas is thinking on this one. I know, and this is I a sucker way. I know which game Go ahead. Saints. The Saints are a one-point underdog in Jacksonville. And then... And- I wrote down here, looks too easy. It looks way too easy. But you're going to take them anyway. But I'm still taking them. That's fine. 
Is it Minshew Mania? Is it? I mean, Jacksonville's not bad. I think, I think and this, this is going to apply to another game. I think too. I think it's they've they've won all these games without Breeze. Um, and I think so, people. It's a division game. It's and a I non-division think, game. It's a non-conference what am I game. It's, not, what am I, it's a non-conference. I'm losing game. my mind. But I'm just saying. I think they just think that maybe they're due to lose a game, and they're probably right. But I agree with you. That's why I stayed away. Because I, the first thing I said, I go, how can the Saints be getting a point at Jacksonville? First, I thought All the I have to do is have the the Saints win outright. Yeah, but don't. Yeah, if it was that easy, Kevin, we'd all. I know. We'd be living in Fairless Hills in, in a $500,000 home. So $500,000 homes in Fairless well, Hills? I get carried away. Okay. okay. <laughs> the, minute you, the minute you say it's too easy. It, the, it's the just one of those. I look and I went. And you're right. Normally, my instinct would be take the other side. I'm going to live dangerously. I'll take the Saints, get the one. Okay. Second game, another one. I think that, quite honestly, I know, we... I know, I know where you're going. No, which, maybe I don't. Maybe I don't. Go ahead. Which one do you think I'm going? Tampa. No. Okay. I'm taking the Rams. Well, I got that one. Going. Three and a half. They're a, they're a three and a half point favorite over the 49ers. 49ers are a short week going on the road. Everybody's pumping them up. Suddenly, this clear favorite in the NFC is what some people said after they beat the inconsistent Browns on Monday night. Said that, but that's okay. Most people have been reasonable with the 49ers. They're good. They're good. They're, well, I didn't, but, hear, I didn't hear anybody but tell putting them in the Super Bowl. Greeny. Anyway. Well, it's Greeny for crying out loud. You're going to give me Greeny? As the voice of whatever, please. Let's also put. Please. Let's also put this out there. Rams need this game. They've lost yeah. two in a row. They've looked really awful. But don't fall into. I've fallen into that. They need this game, and then they lose it. But no, I'm with you. I go ahead. You get the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. Lay the three and a half. That's one of mine also. And I don't like this card, by the way. Oh I mean, no. And and when I put my bets out on Betters Insider tomorrow or whatever, it'll probably appear Saturday. There may be some different plays in here because, like I said, I didn't. But the Rams were one of my plays. So go ahead. For all the reasons that you just stated, because we're suckers, that's yep. what we are. Um, I'm taking the Packers laying four on oh, Monday night against the I got Lions. That one you got it's that one. Four and a half. Okay. But four, four and a, whatever. Yes. Green Bay looks good. good. But Green. once again, we're suckers. Green Bay's Lions look- are coming off a bye. Green Bay's look great the last two weeks. Oh, no. They. They lost to the Eagles two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And that's the reason why I like them, because I don't know if they're going to lose two primetime games at home. But but Detroit's not bad. Detroit's you know, not and, bad, and it's but a, I, it's a division game. But so. they Matt Stafford struggled against the Packers for yeah, years. Okay. I just I it just looks like a good spot for the Packers. I took it too. So And by the way, the Packers are doing this. Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked all that great. You know, they, they, they were able to do it by running enough. the fo- They've looked good enough. It's all right. Devontae Adams wasn't playing, which is why I took Dallas last week. It was 31 nothing in the third quarter. So, okay. Finally, and I can't believe I'm betting, or I'm picking this game. I know. What you're, go ahead. Taking the Redskins laying three and a half at Miami. You know, I was thinking about that game. And I made fun of it last week as the Gambler's Anonymous. Here's game the, the problem with that for me. And the object is to win. Doesn't matter. How can anybody bet that game? I mean, seriously. I, I agree. If you put a gun to my head, I would think I would take the Redskins. I'm almost doing it out of humor. I, but, but really. But there will be people that will bet. And you know what? God forbid, they may win lots of money on this game. Because somebody might like a side. 
who knows? I could never bet the Dolphins. Oh, no. But, but betting the Redskins is almost as torture. So, I mean, yeah. I'll root for the Redskins for you. But, I mean, so you know, I'll, whatever. So, Saints getting one. Rams minus three and a half. Packers minus four. And God help me, and the only time you'll hear me say this this year, I'll take the Redskins laying three and a half. That is my week five picks. I took two of yours, so that means they probably have no chance. Okay. Um, now, the game that – there was two games. Who, who is Seattle playing this week? It's a it's a point and a half. The line's a point and a half. I didn't write Cleveland this on the road. Right. My initial gut was Seattle. But Cleveland is so wackadoodle, and the NFL is so wackadoodle. That's I'm, an official term. I'm, st- it's an, I'm staying away from it because, it, once again, it looks too easy. It just looks like – I know Cleveland's at home, but whatever. Another game that looks, to me, weird – Carolina has won three in a row, right? I think since Cam went out. Yes. They're at Tampa. No, they're in London. Oh, the game's in London? Yes, that's the My bad. Okay. That, see, I told you. I was. It just looks like a weird line to me. I think I would almost take the Tampas. That's not one of my official, but it may be by the time we get on Better's Insider. I think Bruce is doing a decent job down there. Um, you know, they should have beat the Giants. I, I, I don't know what that would. Would that have made them three and two? I think that would have made them three and two. You know, I like Bruce. The guy in Carolina is doing a good job with his backup quarterback. But the game I'm going to take is my third game, and I, I, I'm, is the Cowboys laying seven and a half against the dreadful Jets. I know that first of all, the Cowboys the last two weeks have looked like crapola. That's another official term. They are not going to lose this game. I don't know if they're going to look crapola again. If they're, going, I just think the Cowboys. As you would say, have to show, whatever they just have to win the game. Yeah, I just you know it's the first game for Donald coming back. I don't know what he's going to be like. The Jets' defense isn't bad. No, but their offense is. Just I'll be like honest, if god awful. I, I could never like officially pick that. It would not surprise me if that's a if that's a game within three in the final five minutes. I, I don't know. All I'm saying is everything in my gut tells me that the Cowboys should win this game, and they should win it by like two touchdowns. So they're laying one touchdown. And I may come to regret it. The Cowboys can't be as bad as they have played the last two weeks. They can't be. But maybe they are. Who knows? We will find out. And then the week after that, we'll really find out. Because they'll be playing the birdies on Sunday night in a game that will give one of those two teams the early kind of advantage. That's Yeah, and that obviously gets us to the, uh, to the, Phil, uh, to the Eagles pick. I've had the Phillies on my mind so much this week. You know, I know like we all we always try to build up games and I get it. I'll be honest. I think that the Eagles win this and I'm kind of thinking they can win this. They're going to, you know, they're getting three. I would take the three normally. I, I we've stayed away from picking eagle games. As, we don't have to stay away from picking. No, eagles. I know, but we it's been kind of unofficial policy here on your part. On my I, part, I like the eagles. I, I told you against Green Bay. I thought I, I would have taken the four points or whatever it was, but you know, um, I I just there's something about this game that tells me the Eagles could win, and the Eagles could win. Because uh, I don't want to say comfortably, like two two scores. I could see the Eagles winning by two scores in this game because I, I think, one, I think they're getting more out of their pass rush. 
to Kirk Cousins. Don't don't go by anything that happened last week. No, I'm going more by the Green Bay game. That they got a little more pressure on Rodgers than than they've Green Bay's line was hurting a little bit that okay. night. Um I don't think the Minnesota line's great. I I think the Minnesota defense is really good. Up there. The Eagles do not allow teams to run the ball usually. Yeah, but if if the Eagles offense only puts up seventeen points, let's say, it's gonna be tough to win. And maybe they'll put up 27. I don't know this. But last – again, I don't – last week, forget last week. But their offense, without Jackson, um, without Aguilar, because Aguilar, they don't even throw to him anymore. I'm just saying is I, – I, I, I can see this game going either way. I, I, don't, I don't have a feeling on it. I know the Eagles got the Cowboys next week, and then they got they – forget Buffalo. I'm not even worried about Buffalo yet. But – it's a it's a pivotal game because if you win this game, mm-hmm. You're it gives you a shape. little well, it gives you a little margin for error. Mm-hmm. Then you can lose at Dallas, and you're still only a game. If you lose this game and then you lose at Dallas, now all of a sudden you're two back, assuming the Cowboys win this week. With a tiebreaker, you're 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 literally two and a half back. So, but I just don't know, and I don't know if Minnesota remembered. I mean, Minnesota came in here and won last year, right? Yeah. After so the revenge factor is a little. Oh, I don't, yeah, I, I I think the revenge factor is more from the thirty eight seven game two years ago. But um, I just think it's two good teams playing. One's at home. The Eagles have played well on the road. I mean, it it, it wouldn't like if you sat here next week and said, okay, the Eagles lost twenty seven twenty four, wouldn't shock me. Yeah. So if you said they won twenty seven twenty four, wouldn't shock me. So I I mean I you know I, I guess if you're if you're looking at it that way, you should probably take the three or three and a half. You know. Because the Eagles probably have a ch- I, think, I, mean, I think the over-under on that's about 48. See, I'm, I'm just, I'm not in, because I just, I could see a scenario where the Eagles only score like 17. And I, and, and, and I don't have, the, I don't have all that faith in the Vikings quarterback, you know? Yeah. But. They're, they're both flawed teams. Yes. There's all, they're all flawed they're all teams. Flawed. There's, there's not, even the Patriots have flaws. They do. I mean, they're, they're different kind of flaws than some teams have. But so much is made about the next six weeks for the Eagles. What perfect world? What's I'm obviously the perfect world. They're five and one, four and two. I mean, I think realistic is three and three, or four and two. Yeah, two and four ain't going to cut it. No, probably. No, that would leave three you and five, three. That would probably, leave you five and. I mean, you get the Bears here, right? Yeah, you get five New England and six. here. And what's the other away game? Or they're all home games. Well, you, there's three well home no, games. there's th- uh, you get Seattle here. Seattle here. Okay, there's not a game they couldn't win. I, I don't think. I, I, I mean, even I, New England. I oh, is, they could beat New England here. New England's not. New England has had that deep threat oh, that you. New England's going to lose right. two or three or four games this year. They're not going to go sixteen and zero. And the Eagles could definitely beat them. The Eagles could win at Dallas. They could, it, it, logic tells me they're going to lose at least two of these games. Mm-hmm. If they come out as five and one, they're the favorites to go to Super Bowl. Maybe at that point, yeah, because you're probably in line for home field. You would think. Well, you're probably only going to lose like another game. Yeah. You keep telling me that this the, the end of their season is horrible, except for the home game with Dallas and it's home. Um, Dolphins, two Giants, or Redskins, and Dallas. No, I thought that would be other. that would be five. Okay, I mean, I'm, if they go five and one in this stretch, if they go four and two. I think that's really good, especially if one of the wins is at Dallas. Yeah, because then you're looking at 
Well, I mean, there were. Then you're looking at maybe 12 and four. Or, you know, even 11 and five. I mean, right. if you told me before the season, I, I think I had around 11 wins. I, I, you know, 10, 11, 12 seemed like a little high, you know, but whatever. I mean, it's. You just – and you can't think ahead. You can't think about what next week is. You got to take – I think the Buffalo game could be maybe the toughest game of the three just because of where you're getting them. And yeah. Buffalo's going to be looking at you. You know, Sean McDermott's going to be up there, like, looking at that, like and, – and up there, it's like a college atmosphere almost, and their defense is pretty good. So – we'll see. It'll be, it, it's going to be interesting. I'll put it this way. The next month and a half is going to be – Not going to be dull. No, and the Phillies will have a new manager, by the way. They should. I would hope. So, thank you very much for joining us here on this edition of Work in the Beat. We'll be back next week. We'll uh, have some more guests. We'll be talking to, uh, we have already got one. We're going to have the new Phillies manager. Uh, We're hoping to get one Eagles guest lined up, and we're also going to talk next week a little flyers. That's real quick. Yeah. Timeline. Since it took them 10 days to fire this guy. Nothing until after the World Series. Wow, so that's three weeks, right? Yeah, but everything in baseball kind of grinds no. the whole halt now. Okay, but but that three weeks in Philadelphia of speculation? Could, oh, I think interviews start. That, that could be like 35 years in our I lives. think the interviews start over the weekend. Okay. So, thank you very much, Michael. Yeah, baby. And we will talk to you again. Let's go Rams. Let's go Packers. <laughs> Lucky this Thank you very much for joining us here on Work of the Beat. Thanks to Big Daddy Graham for joining us as well. Until next time, take care. Well, you went uptown riding in your limousine.